the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show. Folks, again, don't forget, a couple of reminders. Number one, pop in and see our friends at K's. That's exactly right. K's delicious meal is waiting for you at K's. And also, if you need your property power wash, contact Janie's Power Wash today, 401 401- 837-4545. J. Freitas Construction, Jamie's Power Wash. Look for them on Facebook. And then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Jamiespowerwash.com. J. Freitas Construction, Jamie's Power Wash and Deck Staining. Get rid of the green and the grime and all, everything, the algae. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545, 401 401- 837-4545 for Jamie's Power Wash. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Uh, weekdays, we start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I will get back. I will get back to talking about the situation regarding the Providence Police and exactly what's going to happen with that. But first, I want to play a little bit because I think it's important. I want you to hear this is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. And listen to him. Um, so here's, I think, the, the most important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. Mortality in nursing homes since we rolled out the vaccines in December is down over 95% due to COVID. Mortality for elderly people since we rolled out the vaccines is down nearly 90%. And so we're proud in Florida that we put seniors first on that because they were the most vulnerable. We have 85% of our seniors that are vaccinated and about 75% of folks over the age of 50. We have no mandate. We've provided information to people um, and and we've uh, been very honest about any data that, that comes out. And I can tell you that if you look, uh, you are seeing people that are vaccinated. For whatever reason, some I think can test positive if you're vaccinated. But they don't get seriously ill, except maybe rare instances. There's always one-offs on stuff. I can tell you in Florida, your chance of surviving if you're vaccinated is close to 100%. And so we worked very hard to get those vaccines into all our elderly communities and give it to other folks um, who who could use it. Obviously, when you talk about some of the younger folks, the uptake has been less. I think that the distribution uh, was very effective that we did. And I think we had a lot of good uptake on the Johnson and Johnson in March and into April. We saw a noticeable decline in J and J 
when they pulled it back because of the FDA. I think it was a huge mistake. I said so at the time. And I think that that sent a message that maybe this is not something that, uh, that they should be doing. I think that- You know, and again, folks, what I think is important there is that he, Governor DeSantis, addresses, because there have been some people saying, well, I don't get this. I don't get the fact that, you know, uh, someone was vaccinated and then they still came down with it. Right, but it, they're not in the hospital. It just means that if you're vaccinated, it's it's not it's not going to kill you. Now, last night, Tucker Carlson, he's coming under fire for this. Attacks Harry Dunn, black Capitol police officer. Political act. Let's hear this. What's the answer? Of course, she doesn't have one. Speaking of disingenuous. So the committee will proceed with one party. What will it look like? We'll think MSNBC with subpoena power. On Tuesday, Pelosi will call a Capitol Police officer called Harry Dunn. Dunn will pretend to speak for the country's law enforcement community. But it turns out Dunn has very little in common with your average cop. Dunn is an angry left-wing political activist whose social media feeds are full of praise, not coincidentally, for Nancy Pelosi. Here's a picture of the two of them together. Racism is so American... Harry Dunn wrote a one post that when you protest it, people think you're protesting America. Hashtag leave it to whites to tell blacks what is racist. Hashtag I stand with Elon Omar. Hashtag squad. Harry Dunn, ladies and gentlemen, just another fact-based witness to the insurrection. Jim Jordan is one of the members. Folks, again, that is um, so that's going to be next week. And that is also going to be. Um. I don't know what kind of commission this is going to be. I don't know what kind of, I, I don't think it's going to be very effective in any way. As I said, I already think a lot of them are getting railroaded. So, all right, let's go to last night, President Biden, town hall on CNN. You travel abroad. But folks, um, the rest of the world's wondering about us. Those of you who travel abroad, not a joke, not a joke. You ask, you know, when I went to this G7, all the major democracies, I walked in, and I know a lot of them because of my role in the past. And they walk in, and I said, America's back. And they go, I'm serious, heads of state. I give you my word as a Biden. I said, are you really back? I mean, how can I, we, we, we believe you, Joe. But will the country ever get it together? I talked to Xi, Xi Jinping in China. Who I know well. We don't agree on a lot of things. He's a bright and really tough guy. He truly believes that the... But, folks, um, the rest of the world's wondering about us. Those of you who travel abroad, not a joke. Not a joke. You ask, you know, when I went to this G7, all the major democracies, I walked in, and I know a lot of them because of my role in the past. And they walk in, and I said, America's back. And they go, I'm serious, heads of state. I give you my word as a Biden. I said, are you really back? I mean, how can I, we, we, we believe you, Joe. But will the country ever get it together? I talked to- Again, this was, I thought he was a little bit, I thought, obviously, like many of you folks, on a total ramble last night. Here's where now he's talking about vowing to raise the corporate income tax rate. Can you think of it? Here we go. Think of the time- those of you who are economists, who are who teach your uh, economics, can you think of any time when the middle class did better, the wealthy didn't do really well? I'm not being facetious. I'm not. I'm being deadly earnest. Can you think of any time that's occurred? 
when the middle class does better. I'm tired of trickle down. I come from the corporate state of America. make a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars if you have the capacity to do it. But I ask one thing. Pay your fair share. I really mean it. If you know anything about me, check it out. We have more corporations registered in Delaware than all the rest of America combined. 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 I represented for 36 years. I've never seen a time when we have the middle class growing, that the wealthy didn't do very, very, very well. You know, that is so disingenuous. And also, here is him talking about protecting rights. Again, this is President Biden last night with Don Lemon. There's no reason to protect it other than you're going to throw the entire Congress into chaos and nothing will get done. All right. Nothing at all will get done. Yeah. And there's a lot at stake. The most important one is the right to vote. That's the single most important one, and your vote counted, and counted by someone who honestly counts it. But it goes beyond that. For example, wouldn't, wouldn't my friends on the other side love to have a debate about the filibuster instead of passing the Recovery Act? Or wouldn't they love doing it instead of being in a position where we provide for... How many of you have children? It is. Now again, folks, you know, this is... How is this even... Um, any type of real town hall. And President Biden also last night, um, let's face it, he, here's where he, he was, regardless of what anybody says, but really stumbling. Here we You're go. You're always straight up about Here we That's go. underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you... You're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the, the, the experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be. Uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means now, again, folks, for the FDA. There's going to be some problems regarding, without question, there's going to be some problems going forward. And also, the amount of people that are just completely against. The masks. And I recognize there's a lot of people listening right now at 116. It's Thursday afternoon. And a lot of people are completely against the mask situation. Now, last night, Laura Ingram. Two comments I want to make. Number one, talking about January 6th, no chance democracy was going to be stopped. I think Laura does a great job on Fox. Let's hear this. Come on, guys. Buffalo head guy was poised to take over the U.S. government. Are you kidding me? We've had many protests, many riots in American history. We had many last year that were far worse than this. There was never any change that the government, chance that the government would be overthrown, that democracy was going to be stopped by these people. But the Democrats don't care about the facts. They lied about how police died there. They covered up who shot Ashley Babbitt. And they're still refusing to release thousands of hours of video from inside and outside the Capitol. 
Now, we don't know why. Now, that was Laura Ingram last night. Now, here's where she's getting a little fire for this. She was kind of mocking, kind of mocking Biden. And let's hear what that sounded like. He did like to say a lot. Seriously, I'm serious. I'm not being being facetious here. I'm uh, I'm not kidding. And the fact is, the fact is, no, these are little crutches when he can't quite recall or he's having difficulties. Look, I'm going to get myself in trouble here, Raymond. What what next? Well, this town hall was almost like a coming attractions reel for Walt Disney Company. They are giving the public their first glimpse of their new animatronic Joe Biden. The robot will be the centerpiece of Disney's Hall of the Presidents. And I'm not kidding, Laura. I'm serious here. All right. Again, this was last night on Laura Ingram. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I am going to talk the latest. I am going to talk the latest with the Providence police because that story is developing without question. That story is developing. But I also want to you need to know what's going on with the variant. I uh, very, very clearly. um, I know right now we're in July. And people are saying, Juan, it's a, it, listen, it's not over. <laughs> it's not over, and I don't know what's going to happen this fall. I have a feeling, and people are going to fight on the masks. And I, 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 I don't know. And, and let, let's just also say this. President Biden is not the one that's going to lead us out of it either, by any stretch. But... It, um, it, it, the whole situation with the variant is, it's, and I know people don't want to hear that, but it is, it's, um, it's getting bad again. It is. I want to um, play a little bit. This is a uh, piece in just a moment that was on GMA. Certain states, folks, it's, it's really bad. California, they're going to masks in restaurants. You know, I said, I was in court the other day and everybody had a mask on. I, I don't think it's a big deal, but with some people, it's a huge deal. Let's hear the GMA piece. Here we go. Uh, right, right here. Overdrive to encourage people to get vaccinated. Right now, nearly 162 million Americans are fully vaccinated. That's 57% of the eligible population. But the rise in pediatric cases is sparking growing concern about unvaccinated children. ABC's Whit Johnson joins us with the latest this morning. Good morning, Whit. Michael, good morning. With the numbers moving in the wrong direction, New York City will soon require health care workers, city health care workers, to either get vaccinated or get tested on a weekly basis. All of this happening amid new concerns about the Delta variant and a rise in cases across the country. This morning, the U.S. facing a COVID resurgence. New cases tripling in the last month, driven in part by the Delta variant, now estimated to make up 83% of new infections. Hospital admissions on the rise in 36 states. This group that we're seeing now absolutely could and should have been prevented. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. On Tuesday, California reporting more than 5,000 new cases, numbers not seen since the winter surge five months ago. And now growing concern about unvaccinated children. More than 23,000 new pediatric cases in the last week, twice as many as the end of June. 
in Georgia. The family of Wyatt Gibson says he was a healthy five-year-old before passing away on Friday. They say he contracted several infections, including COVID, strep, and staph days before. A virus spreading rapidly throughout the South. In Alabama, Dr. Brittany Cobia says she's seeing healthy young people with serious COVID infections. Writing on Facebook, one of the last things they do before they're intubated is beg me for the vaccine. I hold their hand and tell them that I'm sorry, but it's too late. Health experts warn that Florida, where the full vaccination rate is below 50%, is most vulnerable. 41-year-old James Scott Owen is not vaccinated and currently battling COVID-19 in a Florida hospital. Having to remind myself to, to learn to breathe. <clears throat> but now that I have had the, the full cycle of symptoms, I would definitely have opted to get it. And overnight, the state's attorney general announcing that she has tested positive despite being vaccinated earlier this year, tweeting, Thankfully, I am only experiencing mild symptoms and my family is in good health. As I continue to self-quarantine, I want to encourage Floridians to be vigilant about their health. The latest surge raising questions about breakthrough infections. Overnight, an outbreak in Provincetown, Massachusetts, growing to at least 256 cases. Officials saying more than two-thirds of those testing positive are fully vaccinated. And this morning, the Washington Post is reporting that top White House officials are currently debating whether to urge vaccinated Americans to once again wear masks in more settings. And overnight, President Biden during a town hall suggested that the CDC may also update its mask guidance on children in schools. Michael. And then with the CDC advisory panel. So folks, again, that is good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now it's at 123. Um, I also want to just play, before I get back to the whole situation with the Providence Police and where this whole thing is leading, but this whole situation with the Nancy Pelosi, you know, rejects two Republicans as far as this January 6th investigation. Let me just play again the uh, GMA. Speaker Nancy Pelosi says those two Republicans threatened the integrity of the investigation, so she wanted them out. But her decision only deepening the partisan divide just days before that first hearing gets underway. This morning, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy threatening to boycott the January 6th Select Committee after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blocked two Republicans from the panel. Unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republicans, we will not participate. McCarthy calling it an egregious abuse of power. Pelosi saying the unprecedented decision was necessary, rejecting representatives Jim Banks of Indiana and Jim Jordan of Ohio, two out of the five representatives McCarthy picked. Pelosi pointing to their past actions and statements. Both voted to overturn the results of the election. They just want to continue to attack the former president. They want to play their political games. In May, Republicans chose to block an independent bipartisan commission to investigate the Capitol siege. Overnight, President Biden slamming GOP lawmakers who have tried to downplay the insurrection. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The fact is... You can't look at that television and say nothing happened on the 6th. Democrats say the investigation will go on, moving forward with the Select Committee. One Republican who is determined to stay on the panel, Congresswoman Liz Cheney. She voted to impeach the former president. 
at every opportunity, the minority leader has attempted to prevent the American people from understanding what happened, to block this investigation. The committee will still hold its first hearing next week, starting with the testimony of four officers who defended the Capitol on January 6th. Leader McCarthy says Republicans will launch their own investigation, but refuse to provide any other details. Let me tell you exactly uh, what's going on with that. And again, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 126. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What's going on with that, my opinion... And what I observe is the Democrat Party is lost. The Democrat Party, nothing they're putting out is taking hold. This is all about the midterm elections next November. Now, in our part of the country, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, the unfortunately, the midterms don't mean as much. Because let's face it, Cicilline and Langevin in the Massachusetts, we, we don't have the competitive races you have in other states. In other states, you have a Republican in office. In other states, you even have a Republican in office that was facing a primary. Or you have a Democrat in office that maybe just beat a Republican and then it could flip back. We don't have that. What's taking hold is, number one, Kamala Harris is very weak. Two, Biden is not bringing the country together. Three, critical race theory. People understand it. People are catching on to what it means. Suburban parents, a couple of issues that are resonating with suburban parents. Critical race theory, defund the police. That is taking hold. People that voted for Biden that maybe in the past voted for President Trump, they are not on board. They are not on board with those topics. And it's, 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 it's a positive for the Republicans. The Nancy Pelosi January 6th commission, folks, that the only thing they want is they want that narrative to carry forward. That's really what it's all about. Everything else is just talk. They don't have anything. They don't have anything. Fox News is once again dominating the cable news wars, fully in power and control. And so, but they know the video from January 6th as, listen, much like Cicilline and the whole impeachment thing. They know that that is, in fact, it is, it's powerful. And you stop if you're flipping around on television. Now, right now, it's 128. And I'm going to talk about the Providence Police situation again in just a moment. But just hear me out. If you're flipping, think of when you flip around. If you come across that video, you stop. You stop. If you're, they know that violence, it plays. If you're flipping around and you're not a baseball fan, And you come across, you know, a baseball game and there's a bench clearing brawl, you stay. If you're flipping around and there's a hockey game and suddenly a fight breaks out, you stay and watch. It's it's part of being human, I think. I mean, we are. How many people? Oh, I don't want to watch. So the video from January 6th, it is. It's very explosive. 
It's very compelling. It's out of the out of the norm. They know that. They want to exploit that. Nancy Pelosi's mission, they don't want January 6th to end. And now, again, around here, not so much, but in other states where you have the Senate races going on. We don't have a Senate race around here. Senator Reid is not up for re-election. Senator Whitehouse is not up for re-election. But in other states where you have a congressional race, you have a Senate race, they're going to show next year. They're going to show that footage and they're going to ask, you know, picture the media. What do you think about January 6th? Blah, blah, blah. And so in their mind, Nancy Pelosi, they don't have an answer for critical race theory. They don't have an answer for defund the police. So they just want to deflect. And that's what it is all about. Now, on this Thursday, I want to remind you about J. Kale Engineering. Pick up the phone and call them today at 401 401- 351-7600. J. Cal Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You can depend on JKL. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call J. Cal Engineering today at 401-351-7600 for J. Cal Engineering. Now, Folks, right now it's 1.30. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Now, here's what I want to point out to you. Let's say you can't remember. Right now you're in the car, 295, 146. You can't remember exactly where you hear my voice. I've heard from so many people that used to be Rush Limbaugh fans, and they say, Juan, now we listen to you. There's an easy answer, folks. Everything begins and ends at the website. Everything begins and ends at the website. If you can't remember what radio station it is, go to DePetro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. If you want to contact me, go to the website. I have people that say, how do I find you on Twitter? Go to the website. There's a link. How do I find you on YouTube? Go to the website. There's a link. How do I find you on Facebook, Instagram? Go to, I think you know where I'm going. Go to the website. It's right there. How do I know what station you're on? It's all listed. Just Google depetro.com and then it comes up. And you can listen live right there. Now, I want to remind you on this Thursday, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call our friends at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. Now, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's one thirty-three. As I predicted... The story that we broke on Tuesday night has rocketed. It has rocketed. Uh, Let's see. I believe both Channel 12 and Channel 10 have a piece on it. I'm going to play both. We'll see which one has the most information. But you do have Mayor Lorza and um, Commissioner Perry. They did speak to the media this morning. They were at a different event. And I'm going to play some of that right now of the two of them. Here it is. Uh, 
right here. So July 9th, uh, as we put out yesterday, we had a car chase in and throughout the city. As a result of this that, is education. Uh, that car crash, public education. Individuals were Hold arrested. On. They were all juvenile. Um, this is Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry. Now, I haven't heard this. This is over four minutes long, so he gives a, a pretty detailed answer. 16-year-old driver and two passengers, uh, age 15. It came to our attention on Sunday uh, after the arrest that there were injuries as a result of not only the crash, but some use of force that was used by police officers. And so we launched uh, on Sunday and into Monday a review of the circumstances. Uh, one officer, I believe, on Tuesday was put on administrative leave, Diaz. And we then fully opened a criminal investigation. We invoked the use of force protocol uh, that the Attorney General has adopted now several years. Uh, we consulted and engaged his office, and we also engaged the Rhode Island State Police for the protocol. There were many officers on the scene, and there were also out-of-town officers as well. So we have body cam. Uh, since then, we've been analyzing that body cam. Uh, yesterday, we moved to put two officers that were involved in the use of force on suspension with pay. That is our only option. And it's a criminal investigation along with the Attorney General's office and the state police. Uh, we hope to expedite that. We want to get to a complete conclusion as to what happened. And however long that takes, uh, we want to get it done quickly, but we want it to be thorough as well. So uh, we're looking at all the circumstances with their arrest and the use of force that was used by the officers that were on the scene. These two officers were taken off the street because of their behavior and what I've seen in the body cam that was appalled. Look, you know, um, we're always concerned with our perception in the community, the trust that the community has. I can say that Sales Street, the Hanley matter, and anything that comes to our attention or we've found that's inappropriate, we're going to take action and we're going to hold officers accountable. Uh, that's been demonstrated. So I say to the public, if we are behaving unprofessionally, there will be consequences. Um, it's a large department, and we go to many calls. Stop the tape just for a moment. Again, folks, this is Commissioner Stephen Perry. We, where's the accountability on the teens? Joyriding? Terrorizing the city? Rifles in the car? Shooting at people? Firing at people? And because during the arrest, where is, where is the accountability on the teens? How about the actions of those teens and the parents are disgraceful? Let's go, let it, let it continue here. And some and most turn out well, some not so well. And when those calls that, are, that could have been handled better, we will review and make sure that we do a better job 
uh, for our community. When it comes to use of force, yeah, I'm concerned with the temperature in the country and certainly here as well. We are trained officers that, given a lot of training on how we apprehend people, how we treat people, and how we arrest people in use of force. So that's all a part of it. Uh, it's not yet completed. We want to get to the bottom of it, and we'll see what turns out. We have two tracks here, a criminal investigation with the AG's office, and also administrative review as to our policy. I've reviewed the video, and uh, it is appalling. It's beyond upsetting, and I fully support the suspension of these two officers, taking their guns away, taking them off the streets, and holding them accountable. Now, again, what we do is we... Handle, handle matters on a case-by-case -case basis, and uh, uh, look, what, what we see on those videos is just absolutely appalling, and uh, the officers are going to be held accountable, period. We have high standards as a police department, and uh, we're going to make sure that we meet those high standards, and when folks fall short of it, they're going to be held accountable. Listen, what about, again, folks? Uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. What about the teens themselves? What about the parents of the teens? So I, I'm going to just, I'll tell you what, what you're going to see on the video. What are you going to see on the video right now? Again, good afternoon. It's 139. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Listen, from what I understand, I don't know about the second officer or what was involved. But what's on it? He basically beat the crap out of the kid, one of the kids that would not comply, that was holding the guns, and then would not get out of the car. That's what happened. I mean, I'm not. I, he snapped. He snapped. He lost his cool. He was angry. He was revved up. Could have been frightened. Whatever it was, he got angry. He um. He snapped. And. I, I heard he, you know, he really did a number on, on. He didn't know how old he was. What is he? They're punks riding around with two rifles, pointing it at the police. Lost his cool a little bit. It's unfortunate. But I, I don't hear any accountability on the Utes or Utes. All right. So he did. He did. But, you know, they're going to now, as I've been saying, and I think there should be more of what led up to that. What led up to it? That they, those three punks, degenerates, this isn't a prank. This isn't kids being kids. This isn't water balloons. This isn't throwing snowballs. This isn't crank phone calls. This isn't ding-dong ditch or pool hopping and things that kids supposedly do. These are three kids getting a BMW. For some reason, I, don't know, I still don't know how they got their Wyoming plate. And terrorizing a city for over six hours. And firing at people and ski masks and pointing the gun at people and, and hitting people. Now, it is true. A woman was hit in the face, and she was hit, shot in the face with a BB gun. But they don't know what other weapons they have. 
So when they finally came to a crashing halt, this wasn't a half hour. This isn't, you know, I, you know, look at some of the people in the Capitol that are saying or just some some situation where somebody in a split second makes a bad decision. Whatever it may be, somebody's. I don't, I don't want to come up with an analogy, but I think you get where I'm. I'm just saying a, a poor decision in a, like a split second. This was over six hours. And they had plenty of time. They could have called it a night. We lost them. Going down the wrong way, one-way streets, they easily could have hit and killed somebody. So, so one of the kids, and apparently he had had something happened or brain surgery or something and so then that got opened up or i don't know the full story but but i want to just hear this again this is this was um mayor alorza and public safety commissioner stephen perry and they're talking about what's going on with the providence police which again as i've said i would like to see some accountability on the people involved the three youths and their parents and what led to this in the first place. Now, let me see if there's anything negative said about them in any way. Uh, as we put out yesterday, we had a car chase in and throughout the city. As a result of that, uh, that car crashed and three individuals were arrested. They were all juvenile. Um, 16-year-old driver and two passengers, uh, age 15. It came to our attention on Sunday after the arrest. Hold on, stop the tape just for a moment. This is, and I know the commissioner. I've known him, I've covered him since he was the head of the state police. Under, um, who made him head of the state police? Let's see. It was the first head of the state police I interviewed was Colonel Colhane. He left. Perry was even named, I think by Governor Allman maybe. Governor Rahman or Governor Kachiri? Governor Kachiri after the station nightclub. No, after the, um, uh, he got rid of Commissioner Perry after the uh, Narragansett Indian tribe and the, um, what do you call it? The tax, the cigarette raid down in Charlestown, that whole thing. So he got rid of Commissioner Perry and it, it came out when they had the full hearings on it. Smoke shop raid, the smoke shop raid. That Commissioner Perry was playing in a golf tournament at Warwick Country Club the day of the raid, and Governor Kachiri was in Ohio. So then Governor Kachiri went and was seen at the Civic Center or the Convention Center with Brendan Doherty, and that signaled that there was going to be a change at the head of the renowned state police. What I want to point out how does he not mention the guns? There was a car chase. I think that's him. He doesn't even now he's already going into what they found out after the fact. Let's hear if he's I want to hear right now if there's any criticism of the teens and when they mentioned the guns. There were injuries as a result of not only the crash, but some use of force that was used by police officers. And so we launched uh, on Sunday and into Monday a review of the circumstances. Uh, one officer, I believe, on Tuesday was put on administrative leave, Diaz, and we then fully opened a criminal investigation. We invoked the use of force protocol uh, that the Attorney General has 
adopted now several years. Uh, we consulted and engaged his office, and we also engaged the Rhode Island State Police per the po protocol. There were many officers on the scene, and there were also out-of-town officers as well. So we have body cam. Uh, since then, we've been analyzing that body cam. Uh, yesterday, we moved to put two officers that were involved in the use of force on suspension with Bay. That is our only option. And it's a criminal investigation along with the Attorney General's office and the state police. Uh, we hope to expedite that. We want to get to a complete conclusion as to what happened. However long that takes, uh, we want to get it done quickly, but we want it to be thorough as well. So uh, we're looking at all the circumstances with their arrests and the use of force that was used by the officers that were on the scene. These two officers were taken off the street because of their behavior and what I've seen in the body cam that was appalled. Look, you know, um, we're always concerned with our perception in the community, the trust that the community has. I can say that Sales Street, the Hanley matter, and anything that comes to our attention or we've, we've found that's inappropriate, we're going to take action and we're going to hold officers accountable. Uh, that's been demonstrated. So I say to the public, if we are behaving unprofessionally, there will be consequences. Uh, it's a large department, and we go to many calls, and some and most turn out well, some not so well. And when those calls that, are, that could have been handled better, we will review and make sure that we do a better job uh, for our community. When it comes to use of force, yeah, I'm concerned with the temperature in the country and certainly here as well. We are trained officers that given a lot of training on how we apprehend people, how we treat people, and how we arrest people and use of force. So that's all a part of it. Uh, it's not yet completed. We want to get to the bottom of it, and we'll see what turns out. We have two tracks here, a criminal investigation with the AG's office and also administrative review as to our policy. I've reviewed the video, and uh, it is appalling. It's beyond upsetting, and I fully support the suspension of these two officers, taking their guns away, taking them off the streets, and holding them accountable. Yeah, again, what we do is we handle, handle matters on a case-by-case -case basis, and uh, uh, look, what, what we see on those videos is just absolutely appalling and the officers are going to be held accountable, period. We have high standards as a police department, and uh, we're going to make sure that we meet those high standards. And when folks fall short of it, they're going to be held accountable. Folks, again, uh, good afternoon. That's uh, the Mayor Lords, and as you heard, Commissioner Perry. I, I didn't hear things about guns. Uh, I didn't hear anything calling out the teens involved or their families, or any, I didn't hear anything about that. Um, now, NBC10 also has a story. Providence announces 
Partnership for Behavioral Crisis Response. Let's um, let's see exactly what is um, said about about this. Um, I just want to. I like to compare and see if they have anything different with that. Boy, that is surprising. He does. They don't even mention any accountability with the teens or their families involved. Here we go. His partner won't be handled by police. Instead, the city will send a social worker. A new partnership calls for healthcare professionals to respond to certain emergencies instead of cops. NBC NBC 10's Christina Vitale shows us how this program would work. We envision a time in the future where the question will be. Is it fire, police, or mental health? The city of Providence announced a collaboration with the Providence Center, Family Service of Rhode Island, and community members. Staff from both agencies will be working um, supplemented by national consultants. It's called a Behavioral Health Crisis Response Program. The city allocated $600,000 in its 2022 fiscal year budget for this project. To look at and see if there are national programs that we can duplicate. If not, then we will be that program. The goal is to have mental health professionals with better equipped training and tools to respond to calls like homelessness and substance abuse instead of police. That we can free up police officer and fire department time so they can do the work that only they are trained to do. But this isn't new. Social workers have been riding in police cars for close to 20 years. This project would separate social workers from officers and they would respond to those calls on their own. We on the police department side love to have social workers with us they're more capable our only concern is that you know a lot of the clinicians are not going to want to go to some of these calls without a police officer there with safety as the biggest concern whatever the case may be um there's always that potential to go back and enter and dangerous but some with lived experience say this is the right move there's no doubt in my mind the difference that's going to come out of having a a peer, as well as perhaps a counselor or a therapist to come out to respond to these individuals. But organizers say this project will take time to develop. The agencies plan to hold a series of community meetings to examine aspects and gather input for a new response system. Details will be posted soon on the city's website. In Providence, Christina Vitale, NBC10 News. Well, folks, if they want to discourage people from becoming police officers, they're well on their way. Because now who's in charge? Who's in charge? Now you have to send a social worker out there as well? Who 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 would be in charge in that? Hmm. You know, Mayor Alorza, folks, the damage that he is doing to the city of Providence. And really, you know, they're just becoming absolutely the damage that they're doing. It's it's gonna it's gonna take a long time to try to undo a lot of the damage that's being done. And the the only good news about Mayor Alorza is is all he's really doing is ideally making it impossible to be elected governor, which he wants to do. Um where did I see this? I think the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the the problem where I mentioned, and again, folks, good afternoon at 153. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Um 
Democrats worried about 2022, next year's midterm election. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. Democrats are again becoming the party of urban misrule that they were in the 70s. Portland, Seattle, Providence. Progressive mayors have ceded the public square to anarchists and rioters. San Francisco, Los Angeles, homeless campments and addicts. In Chicago and Baltimore, to street gangs and gun violence. And in New York, the city in the 1990s and 2000s led the way. Historic nationwide reductions in crime. 981 people were shot this year as of Sunday. That includes two women and a four-year-old girl hit by stray bullets in May in Times Square in broad daylight. Eric Adams was saying this stuff can unravel so quickly. Referring to social order. His mission, as maybe, and I think he will be the next mayor of New York City, is to not let New York go the way of Portland or San Francisco. The key is the police. You know, more and more, though, look in New York where you have Eric Adams, former police officer, won the Democrat primary. What was the primary? What was the primary mission and issue in that race for mayor of New York City? Was crime. Was crime. That so all these ideas about the Green New Deal and blah blah blah, it came down to crime. People in New York don't feel safe. And this is also becoming the defining issue. Now, next fall, thank God, there'll be an election for mayor of Providence. Alorza will finally be out. The next mayor of Providence has to, has to focus on crime. The question is, there's another year and a half of this foolishness going on. Now, for those of you, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering what is all the talk about, we broke the story on Tuesday night on the website, depetro.com. And I want to thank the staff at depetro.com who's been working overdrive. Folks, they are tireless. It's not easy, the operation that we have. Getting the stories out, getting them posted, confirming everything. Notice all the stories remain as is. And then yesterday it started to, and then today it really does. So here's what you need to know. There was an incident, as I've said, back, started Thursday night, July 8th. It went until past 1 o'clock in the morning on early Friday morning. Three teens riding around. BMW, two rifles, firing at people. Yeah, they were racing around. But what I think is also disingenuous was that, and I'm I'm shocked at this, that Commissioner Perry, the the Commissioner of Public Safety, was not highlighting the fact that they, they shot people. They had rifles in the car. They had a ski mask in the car. They were riding all over. You know, I, this is, what, what have we heard What have we heard about the biggest threat in the country and all they talk about is white supremacy? This BMW had a Wyoming license plate on it. They had a ski mask. One of the occupants was white. Listen, for all intentions, they knew it was 
you know, like a white supremacist group riding around shooting at black families in Providence. And and black people in the streets of Providence. Turned out not to be that. It turned out to be 16-year-old, two 15-year-olds. They were pointing rifles at people. Turned out to be BB guns, two of them, but people didn't know. They did. They were shooting glass. If you see someone shoot a rifle out of a car and then they have a ski mask on and then you just see the glass shatter, you don't know whether it's a bullet or a BB gun. You don't know if they have a handgun in there. So, But the big story is... It all comes down to the body cam footage. And as I've told you, the body cam footage is not pretty. Now, right now at 1.58, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, then the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. When there's breaking news, we do our live stream with Facebook. If you want to find out what's really going on in Providence, go to the website, dipetro.com. If you want to support our efforts, top of the website on DePetro.com. If you want to support the live stream on Facebook, you just click on, you'll see where it says become a supporter. Boom, you can do that. Visit the shop on the website on DePetro.com. So folks, it looks like we are in for some pleasant weather and I don't know when the video is going to come out, but by all accounts, it's, um, by all accounts, it, uh, it certainly seems as though it could get it, it listen it was it was a rough arrest and it was a young officer who was charged up and so he lost his cool a little bit and now unfortunately he's going to pay the penalty but what i don't like is they're basically giving these three degenerate punks a free ride and their parents a pass on his actions and that part is wrong so listen, it's John DePietro. Again, visit the website, depetro.com. You want to get a hold of me, anything like that. I want you to stay tuned because coming up is the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Trees swaying in the summer breeze. WNRI. Showing up the sun.